What's up, you'll hear it, listeners. I'm Adam Manis, and today's a very special episode of the podcast. It's a first take Friday, as you might expect, but Peter Martin is not here. Instead, we've got a great replacement. Actually, way better than Peter. We've got the great Sean Jones in here. Sean, how's it going, man? It's going well. Man. I don't know if I'm a better uh, I'm a I'm a good replacement, but I'll I'll take that. So thank you, man. I th- so I think our listeners are going to be excited to have you here on the show. You're in town. You're in St. Louis, just across the alley, all weekend at Jazz St. Louis. What are you doing over there? Yeah, since Wednesday, we've been playing a tribute to Clark Terry, uh, celebrating his centennial. The centennial, I believe, actually was last year. Yeah, but of course, due to uh, COVID complications and this and so on and so forth, we moved it. To this year, and it's been a hell of a run, man. We're having a great time. I mean, he really is such a legend everywhere, but especially here in St. Louis. I don't know. The fact that there's not a statue out there of Clark, we should lobby Jazz St. Louis Grand Center for a statue of Clark Terry out there you know what? here in his hometown. You know what I mean? Like That's a great idea, actually, on. man. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's obviously there's a reason to celebrate Miles Davis. Of course, he was iconic. But Miles Davis came out of CT. I know. You Clark used to mean? bring him around all the clubs here in town. So yeah. did you get to spend much time with Clark? I had the opportunity to spend a little bit of time with Clark. The first time I met him was actually on the phone. A mentor uh, introduced, him, wow. uh, introduced him to me on the phone, man. Yeah. He had a lot of great things to say. But later on, I met him at the Jazz Standard doing a Fats Navarro tribute. Yeah, And I've got a chance to play right before him. So I was kind of the warm-up act. To Clark Terry, and it was it was really amazing, man. He's been supportive, and yeah, he was awesome all the way up to the end. Oh man, yeah, what a great spirit! I got to meet him a couple of times too, and just I mean, he lived the music that we talk all the time about. You know that it's a vocabulary, and it was just him. Just whether the horn was in his mouth or not, it was just all him pouring out. It was just great, man. Yeah, it's a deep part of him, man. I mean, when when he was on stage, there were no barriers. No, man. none. He's an amazing entertainer. Yeah. And a trumpet player, flugelhorn player, all of that. And it was just natural. It was just a part of who he was, man. Yeah, the most beautiful sound. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to get down yet, but I've heard that the shows have been amazing and well attended. And so glad you're here. And so glad you're here to listen to some music. So usually uh, on Fridays here, which is when this is going to be broadcast, we listen to something that we haven't heard before. Today, because we have a special guest, we're going to listen to something that you've definitely heard because you played on this. Yeah. But maybe our audience hasn't heard this. This is a record called Breathe by Dr. Lonnie Smith. And we lost Dr. Lonnie just earlier uh, this fall in September. And was this, I think this was his very last album. I'm pretty sure it was his yeah. last record, yeah. This is on Blue Note. It's called Breathe. And from what I've heard, so I actually haven't checked this out yet, and shame on me, but from what I've heard so far, just getting it together here, it's pretty incredible, man. This is, from what I understand... Uh, you recorded this live? Yeah, it's all live. Um, there was a, there were there were a couple things that were done in the studio afterwards, like some post production stuff. Yeah, but it was all done live, man. We did a run at the Jazz Standard. It was a four night run. Yeah, and we recorded all four sets, and it was a it was a blast, man. And well, wait till you hear this, folks. Uh, this was for I think this was for his seventy fifth birthday too, wasn't it? Like that's the, right, yeah. And in a way, you know this this album is almost like his. Uh, you know, in a weird way, looking back and making hindsight kind of 2020, if you look at the themes on the album, it was really foreshadowing what, what we're in right now. I mean, think about it. We recorded this before the pandemic. This was like 2017. And called, yeah, and the album's called Breathe. Man. Think about that. 
It's well, called breathe. And then it's talking about solidarity, solidarity coming together, things like that. All of the stuff that we've gone over over the pandemic, it was almost as if he knew. I mean, I've always thought that Dr. Lonnie was kind of above time and space. <laughs> you that know what true. I mean? So it's possible that he was, uh, he was definitely forecasting some stuff here. So let's, let's listen to a couple tracks. We'll listen first to uh, Thelonious Monk's tune, Epistrophe. And this is this was his regular rhythm section as he was getting towards uh, the end of his life. He was using Jonathan Kreisberg on guitar and Jonathan Blake on drums. Uh, it's John Ellis on tenor saxophone, Jason Marshall on Barry on this record, and you on the trumpet. And this is... And we got Robin Eubanks on trombone. Robin well. Eubanks on trombone. This is Epistrophe, Dr. Lonnie Smith. <laughs> Thank you. 
Dr. Lonnie Smith from his album Breathe. That's Thelonious Monk's epistrophe. Jonathan Kreisberg, Jonathan Blake, and our guest trumpeter Sean Jones on trumpet. Man, like <laughs> we talk a lot around here about a couple of things about personality and being yourself. And we talk about being present. And when I think of Dr. Lonnie Smith, I think of those two things like mega. You know what I mean? Like oh, sure. someone who is such an original and someone who is always so in the moment and so with the music that track just like highlights everything that you would love about him and his personality and the way he approached the music, you know? Oh, for sure, man. You know, if to add a couple words, I would say warm, yeah, inviting, you know, uh, doc, man, as soon as he walks in the room, everybody feels better. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. And, you know, any any bit of advice comes from the purest place ever. And you said something earlier, it's almost that he, like he transcends time and space. I really believe that some people yeah. come to us and they're and they they're, they're placed on this earth to kind of let us know that there's more. Yeah. There's more totally. to life than than our singular lens because they literally embody everything around them in human form. And that's Doc, man. Yeah. We get we like to get caught up in all these things, like how do I sound and what's going and like who's here and what's you know what I mean. And you just yeah. never got that vibe. That's right. right. Well, I mean, you can listen to the track. It was all about exploration. Absolutely, We're exploring sound. Yeah. You know, trying to figure out well what's not there. Can we place it there? Why? Yeah. Or do we not even need to place it there? You know, sometimes I mean, I mean, when you hear that, I could I could tell you right now that there were things that came to my mind in the moment that I thought I was going to play that I knew would get in the way of what was happening. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost as if that's a track that's uh, almost a study in editing in real time. And that's what we got to. Man. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, you get these musicians of your level uh, and, and the level of, of him obviously together on something like this and that spirit of, of freedom, right. Is it's so prevalent it comes through so clearly in the music too, man. It's beautiful. Uh, let's let's go out here uh, on the next uh, the previous track on the on the album. The album is called "Breathe." It's on Blue Note. Uh, it was released in 2021, but it was recorded live, uh, like you said, at the Jazz Standard in 2017. Mm -hmm. And also another thing, I mean, it's it's still he's still pushing boundaries. This was for his 75th birthday. God bless us all that we're still making music that yeah. adventurous. You know what I mean? Confidently at at 75, incredible. Yeah, well, in the words of the great Jimmy Heath, sleeping is practicing for dying. 
as morbid as that may sound, you know, folks like Jimmy, who we lost, you know, relatively recently, and and Doc, and so many others, man, they knew their purpose on earth, and they woke up every day living inside of that purpose unapologetically. Yeah, you know, and it and it and because they they did that, it afforded those of us that come behind them the opportunity to do the same. You know, they, they have the magic keys and they open the doors. You know, we just got to walk through them because there's a set of doors that we have to open for the next generation. Absolutely. So, man, let me, can I go back to what you said about, I was just thinking about what you said about not like kind of editing in real time. And I'm wondering, because I've listened to a ton of your music over the years, and I've, I don't think I've heard anything quite like what we just heard with Dr. Monty Smith, right? So you're walking into a situation that is... It's not what you would make on your own, obviously, because it's not you. But how are you? How are you approaching that? Like, how does that self-editing voice come up? Is it just kind of instinctual, or you just you kind of think beforehand, like I want to fit this vibe, or what, what does that sound like? Well, interestingly enough, it, it kind of is me. You know, yeah. um, my records have a kind of a they have a sound to them, yes, and it, and it's definitely me. But if you look at certain records that I've done, they're pretty exploratory. Like I hear a lot of things all at once. And I think Doc knew that. Yeah. And which is why he asked me to do the recording. He knew I was going to pretty much go with wherever the wind blew. Uh, actually, the first time I met Doc, I was on tour with Marcus Miller's band. <laughs> so uh, he knew that I had a little bit of experimental uh, idiosyncrasy to me. Yeah. And um, now to the specific question, how do you edit in real time? The first thing you do is you allow the silences to dictate the sounds that you create. And I think that if more of us did that when we have conversations with other people, perhaps our conversations would be a little smoother. So what does that mean in the in the moment in, in music to you to let the silences dictate the sound? What that means is. You have to afford the opportunity for silence, which affords you the opportunity to listen. And then when you're listening inside of the silences, something will come to you. And then as that thing comes to you, you have to ask yourself in a moment's notice, is this coming from my ego or is this coming from a part of my relationship with everything else around me? And then you make to the decision to allow that sound to come out, of, come out of your body in that time or not. Now, of course, when you're younger, the ego <laughs> is going to win the vast majority <laughs> of the time. But now that I'm a 43-year-old man and I have the opportunity to listen a little bit more, you know, knowing, looking back on my life and seeing both on the stage and off the stage, when I failed, nine times out of ten is because I did not listen to the silence. Tell me what to play and how is that uh, associated with the musicians that are making sounds on the stage? Most of the time, you don't need to play nearly as much as that comes to your mind. You just got to play the stuff that's real. And that's what I mean. See, I told you he'd be better than Peter. I told you <laughs> it's going to be a better thing. Love you, Pete. Love you, Pete. No, you, we talk about that all the time here, actually. Peter and I talk about it all the time, like, how many gigs do you think about afterwards? And you're like, ah, I wish I would have played more. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> almost none. Like it's almost never happens that you think about a solo you played or whatever. I, I should have played more. That's mm -hmm. almost never the case. 
That's great, man. Well, uh, Sean Jones, thank you so much for being here with us today. We're going to go out on uh, the track Pilgrimage from the same record. Uh, this is, again, Dr. Lonnie Smith, uh, Jonathan Kreisberg, uh, Jonathan Blake, Sean Jones. And this is has a vocalist on it. Yes, Alicia is Alicia. on this. Alicia Alatuja is on this one. A fantastic vocalist. And uh, Doc loved her. I was like Doc's daughter, you know, and um, she sings so soulfully on this one, and it's like going home. Awesome. This is Pilgrimage from Dr. Lonnie Smith's 2017 Brief. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, my man. A million strong 